0: Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, a podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, we're sliding into another great interview. Is Nashville the mecca of the music world? And the guys take a working class guitar lesson. We're sitting down with session guitarist and one of the best guitar instructors online, Corey Congelio, this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, the best mix of the major and minor pentatonic, Matt and Dave. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt and i'm dave and welcome to the pod how's everybody doing tonight episode 74 you like mixing the major and minor huh that that's a good move well that's i thought it might move. be appropriate you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> Corey can tell us about that
0: Corey can um, tell us if, yeah we're gonna get yeah. to cory real quick but uh real quick thanks to uh, all our loyal listeners every, each and every week we appreciate you guys keep checking us out uh wherever you find us either in, uh, on facebook uh in our uh at Guitar dad's podcast group come join no questions asked we let join you in the group join, the, join group, the group, guys and you know us on instagram at Guitar dad's podcast there keep checking out all the clips we post every week we'll be posting more so uh come join the fun awesome all right so we got
1: a special guest this evening we do have a
0: special <laughs> guest yeah so uh those listeners of this podcast may or may not know but i bet a lot of you guys do know who Corey congelio is he is a nashville-based musician session guitarist and educator who uh whose guitar knowledge and skill is nearly unmatched in our opinion when it comes to a lot of the usual suspects we know and love on the uh, online guitar uh, world so a little bit about Corey. he's worked for uh He's worked uh, in the last, what, 20 years or so touring, doing session work, dedicating himself to putting out some of the best instructional guitar content out there. Um, He's got 15 guitar courses and a wealth of knowledge, and we're super excited to have Corey on the podcast tonight. Hey, Corey, thanks for joining.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited.
0: We're super happy to have you here, Corey.
1: Thanks a lot for doing this.
2: Yeah. And
1: um, and yeah, like, you know, we're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into all that stuff that Dave mentioned.
2: Because
1: <laughs> we really want to hear a little bit more about there's, it. There's a lot to know.
2: There's a lot yes. going
1: on. Yeah, you got a you got a long history and there's there's more to come. I know you're constantly working for on sure. Stuff, so we'd love to hear about it. So awesome. So thanks for doing this. So Dave, how do we want to kick this off? Do we want to get into guitar news,
0: guitar well, dad
1: news and Corey? Yeah, way Let's
0: give Corey a quick little taste of the pod just to, you know, kind of, you know, a little, little uh, guitar podcast hazing, I guess, in a way, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of um, what it is. <laughs> we call this the guitar dad verse Yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah. So we always like to mention like what, what's going on in the music news real quick before we kind of get into the usual topic of the night. So um, I thought this would be kind of interesting to mention yeah um, Corey, I don't know if you're a Joe Satriani fan, um but he has recently announced um, G four version six, which is gonna be happening at the the Hilton lake uh, Hilton Lake Las Vegas Resort in January. This thing, this is like uh, breakout sessions, jams, guitar instruction, nightly performances. Um, it, sounds, the,
1: it sounds completely outrageous and awesome. Now, I mean, some of the
0: names, Peter Frampton, Steve Lukather, uh, uh, Alex Skolnick, Eric Gales, John Five. John Mateos, Five. Is, yeah, Corey Wong, Millie Brosh. I mean, and the names go on. It's really insane.
2: Yeah. I think it's super cool. I, I, I think you're going to see more of this kind of stuff happening in the future where it's more like experiential, you know, concert stuff as opposed to just go to a show. Um, because you have to give people what they can't get on their phone now. Yeah, and, yeah. and right. it's all about the experience. It's all about the interaction. So, um, excuse me while I put my headphones on here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no problem. Um, no, I think it's anything like that is is super smart, and he's he's just a guy to do it. And I saw the roster too, and I was like, wow, that's that's really smart. Yeah,
1: it yeah, sounds it's pretty incredible. No, it's not cheap. So you know, there's there's definitely like. You gotta it's got also kind that, of
0: affordable for what it is, though. I you gotta weigh I mean. the
1: value proposition. But I think if you I think the way they're doing this is very smart. It's kinda of like you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds me of like the cruises, where it's like like you said, Corey, like it's ex- an experience that you're having and that you know. Way. You're going to go out and spend a lot of money on a vacation anyway, so sure. you know why not make it you know spend maybe a little bit more and have this experience. Right. Um, so I, th- I think it is a very smart thing, you know. Um, um, Dave and I have been trying to convince our wives to go on one of these keeping blues alive um, cruises, but it's probably never, never going to happen. happen with our wives. So Dave and I might have to go like together, which is a little weird, but we might do it.
2: <laughs> I, I <think laughs> I, I mean, I'm in. I'm all in. Order a guy's trip. I think is- a
1: guy's trip is okay on the, the keeping blues Absolutely. alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we had um we 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 were lucky enough to have um the guitar player Hen- Henry James. He's in a band called Robert John and the Wreck. Which, if you haven't heard of them, Corey, they are awesome. I'll check them yeah, out. Yeah, and um he um they they happen to play on this cruise, and he was telling Hold us on. about, it, and he was telling us how it works with all the artists, and it just sounds like it's like one of the most amazing times ever.
0: Um, so so I've, I've, I've never done played- one of these. Have you done one of these kinds of things? Yeah. Have you, have you been involved? I was, I was on,
2: this is great. I was on a, uh, the Skinnerd cruise. Oh, Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. And I played with a singer songwriter. It was just me and him. Okay. And he calls me up and he's like, Hey, do you want to do the Skinnerd cruise? I was like, all right, tell me about it. And he goes, (laughs) well, we we're gone like, you know, Wednesday through Sunday or something. He goes, we play Thursday for an hour. And then we play Saturday for an hour. And, and I was like, it. "And that's it." And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Where do I sign?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, it sounds <laughs> I mean, like a great. Give me the papers now. It
1: sounds like yeah. a great gig. I mean, I it sounds really. Well, it was incredible. pretty
2: great. Yeah, I, don't I don't know, want to go. truth guy in general, but I would do that.
1: You, you know? would, yeah. Like yeah. if you're working it, you'd be okay. But you oh, would yeah. do it like as a vacation.
2: <laughs> right. What was your right. experience out there? How was it? What was it all um, about? It Was just a lot of alcohol and Southern rock. So. <laughs> you know, pretty- <laughs> a lot of people I know, it's like their dream. Um, and I grew up on Skinner. So it was cool to like, you board the boat and Skinner's literally playing like that. Day oh, wow. By oh, the, wow. by the big pool and big deck, you know, oh, but wow. I mean, I can't remember, but it was a lot of, um, I think Blackberry Smoke was the other big band Oh, Blackberry, yeah. there. Awesome. Um, but there was a lot of other sort of lower level bands as well. Um, not to diminish them, of course, but like yeah, that's um, how they you know, do they, it. Yeah. It's how they do it. Yeah, yeah. sure. And and this was a a songwriter from Ohio that doesn't even play music really much anymore. Um, oh wow, yeah. And uh, he just kind of wanted to be a dad and work on his construction business. And uh, uh, but but while that was happening, he had friends who knew um, the. I think the outlaws were on it, so he knew the, oh. the guy knew the outlaws and was the connection of. Uh, to this guy getting on the cruise. That being said, what was really cool was once the cruise docked, we drove from Miami to Key West and we met we met a friend of this dude's and then we went to Fantasy Fest. So it was like a two-week extravaganza. Oh, oh wow. wow. That, that sounds, sounds killer. Party. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was a party, a good yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. It when was like this? a great time. Uh it was probably twenty fourteen. Okay. Twenty fifteen, somewhere around there. Were you guys doing like acoustic? Was it like yeah, an acoustic just, duo? There, yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, it was like a lounge. Awesome. Uh, oh, yeah. one gig was in a lounge and then one was a little bit more like a just a bigger stage, but it couldn't have been easier and, and it was super fun. It awesome. Was, that's awesome. Really
1: sounds- have you ever been a part of the something like this? Like one of these like kind of experiences that's focused on teaching and workshops? Or
2: um not yeah. Okay. um all right you know i i feel like that's coming sooner than later okay <laughs> i haven't gotten any confirmation but it just sometimes you know like
1: oh there's a little like, tease there
2: yeah with the growth <laughs> of the channel and yeah. my own site happening now and um it takes time for people to to notice what you do yeah sure um, and i'm yeah. i'm patient because there's nothing else you can be So yeah there you go i know <laughs> well,
1: um I know, you know, interesting. I know the, um, Samurai guitarist, uh, Sammy yeah. G is launching or is doing one, um, as well. That looks pretty cool as well. I think it might be in Vegas too. I, I don't could know. put
2: one together here in Nashville. Yeah. If I could get everybody on the same page, like yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a gentleman in town named Steve Krenz and okay. Steve has uh, a program called guitar gathering. And he hires me to teach it that. Oh, um, okay. Almost All every right. year we go somewhere some years where I don't do it, but, um, you know, I get up in front of fifty people or whatever, and and oh, that's great. Forty, fifty percent of them already have my stuff, or yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome, Corey. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Dave, that might be an excuse for us to go to Nashville.
0: There you go. Oh yeah, to do I, something I, like this. I don't think we need really need. An well, excuse we don't need an excuse, but if we yeah. could
1: pair it with like you know maybe we learn something,
2: but you
1: haven't. <laughs> of haven't wives, vintage guitars,
2: you you haven't gotten your wives to to. To jump into nashville though i mean it feels like oh
0: no my my wife we were we were planning on going to nashville right before covid and okay. we we're planning a whole trip for her 40th birthday and then you know covid and the world shut down and that whole yeah. thing so we're, here, we're definitely a- planning on getting down there
1: you gotta let me know here's no, a funny story Corey. is my wife planned like we planned a trip coming out of covid with the boys and it was like let's hit nashville and then my wife was like I'm going to plan a trip with the girls and we're going to go to Nashville. (laughs) So over last summer, like we both went separately, not together. So, yeah, I mean, I bet if I went like, we would probably want to come, but she's not going to want to hang out in guitar stores and do guitar stuff the whole time. Like my buddies, like we're not guitar guys. And like, I took, I think we were there for the weekend. I took the whole Saturday. They came with me to two stores and then Uh they realized what it's like to be at a guitar store with me. And they're like, okay, so uh, I'll see you later, man. Yeah.
2: We'll we'll see you in an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, like I gotta go everywhere
1: I'm like guys I got like three more stores at least right and they're like you're crazy we're out of here um but it was it's it's such an awesome scene but yeah so that's actually cool that that's something like that happens in Nashville and you could and you could potentially do one which would be awesome
2: I would love to one thing I'm really good at is I'm good at organizing okay awesome it's just getting everybody on the same page and you know uh and that sort of thing it could it could happen we'll see at some point okay
0: all right um, that would be
2: quite cool is, yeah that's that would
1: be very cool i mean this sounds just outrageous because and you know i love this kind of a format because it's also a concert it's not just right. like you know like you know these guys are gonna play at night and you know joe's gonna play and i'm sure the rest of these guys will put on a show which would be which is awesome right Is like oh like yeah how, how many times can you see like players like that in the same place it's, sure it's so awesome to see that. So definitely, uh, yeah. So I I love that idea. So
0: cool. All right,
1: Dave. Well, Corey, you, you you uh
2: you
0: no. you 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 brought it up. I just wanted to let. Uh, can you let our listeners know about your channel and kind of what you do and um and kind of tell everybody all about it.
2: I'd love to. Um, so my YouTube channel is just my name, Corey Congilio. Um, and I post I post lessons. I post videos weekly. Uh, it's a solid mix of lessons and or gear demos or kind of topics, um, but most of the time it's it's some kind of teaching. Um, I just shot a video for we did a big. Uh, it was an influencer based uh, sort of retreat almost at Sweetwater. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Um, gear fest. what is was it called? Gear fest. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. they've kind of they're trying still trying to figure it out like post COVID. Yeah, because um, there's usually thirty thousand people walking through the door. Yeah, tents in the parking lot and vendors. It's their own mini Nam show but they're still trying to kind of figure it out. And um, they invited 25 content creators and it was great because I'm friends with like some of the biggest names on YouTube. And um, we just had a blast hanging out and throwing ideas around dinner and that sort of thing. That was super fun. So some of my recent video has been like content I grabbed from that a couple things with with Mark. I grabbed Uh, one of my buddies works at Yamaha and he sent me a rev star that I just did a little video on. Um, because people ask me honest opinions about gear and I have a lot of friends in the instrument world. Um, so if I can get a loaner or something from someone or Sweetwater sends me something, I can, um, I can just do a video on it. Hopefully answer some questions, but by and large, what gets the most traction is like, the lesson video
1: is that really what gets more i was going to ask you that is if some of the gear gets more traction because as you know like some of the bigger names some of them are straight up demo guys exactly i think it's Um, what
2: you started what you started doing at the inception of your channel and and where it went Mm -hmm. like most of my people are on there because they're and you can tell like when you put a video out how well it does by your audience sure Um, right now i'm just kind of like I'm not fulfilling any kind of like agreement, but it's like what I'm doing is saying, oh, I think my viewers, I've had people ask about the Revstar. I could get one on loan. I'll bang a video out. Yeah, you know? sure. I'll do yeah. that. Um, I have one that I want to do on Music Man guitars that I think are really cool for people that watch my channel. So oh, I okay. talk to them they're going to send me something. You know, oh, it's all great. about, and it, I some of the nicest people I've ever met work at these companies and I like being friends with them. Um, and I have friends at so many companies that I like to support them if I feel good about it. So okay, right. Um, so that's kind of where the gear ends up going for me. I'm not like a for hire demo guy. Um, yeah,
1: you're not. You're not do doing that. the Pete Thorne thing,
2: right? And and, yeah. <laughs> and, like and and RJ are like some of the best at it. They're so incredible. I don't yeah. do. I don't do that. But then, yeah. um, it's funny because I had lunch with RJ one time, and and he was like, you know, I can bang out demos all day i was like well i could do lessons all day he's like i can't do that and i was like well i can't do what you do you know uh <laughs> we, it, it's we, funny we,
1: we were gonna want we were gonna try to invite rj on the same time as you so it'd be congelio and Ronquilio. <laughs> uh, but um you know it didn't work out so
2: <laughs> yeah we've, we've seen that we've seen that mashup before yeah yeah i'm sure yeah yeah Matt Likes uh, to make
0: the obvious jokes yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah this is this is this is guitar dad we make you dad knock them out we embrace, yeah, we, make the dad dad jo- we embrace
0: dad jokes all night. No.
1: And Dave, I think I stole that joke from you, by
0: the way. You might've stolen <laughs> that from me. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, you're, yeah. but we, one thing that definitely attracts us to your channel is like, there's, there's, I mean, you can you can flip on YouTube and the algorithm will throw you a million in one gear sure. demos. And a lot of them are fantastic. And, and, you know, we all know who are which ones we, we all watch. Right. But there's not a lot of like, and there's a ton of lessons out there too, but there's not a lot of like great quality content lessons that are out there. And I think you're one of the few channels that that really dedicates themselves to, to putting out that, that, that instructional piece, you know I mean? There's a lot of le- how to play this song or this, this scale or, you know, these chords or whatever, but in terms of putting together an entire lesson and it's for, you know, for the YouTube uh, watcher, it's all free. And you got some great uh, pay content too, which people should definitely check out.
2: Yeah. You know, um, and I think, the people that are subscribed, and again, my channel's only, like, it's many years old, but I never did anything with it. Okay. Only in the past two and a half years have I really sunk time into it because I was working with other partners um, to get my content out there, and I wasn't focusing on my YouTube channel. Um, and in the past, <clears throat> it was funny. I was I was standing on a stage in, like, Bismarck, North Dakota, playing with an artist. It was 97 <laughs> degrees. A 40-minute sound check was taken two hours, um, and I was like, I just want to go home and make some videos. And yeah. At that point, it was like that was like a September of 2019 or something. Okay. And by January, I was hitting it hard, and then COVID hit. And ah. I was like, holy shit, was this timed right? Mm, you know, because yep. it was everything just started taking off a lot faster because everybody was home.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So,
2: um, yeah. But in addition to, to all that stuff, I think the people that are subscribing really like like it for the reasons, Dave, that you're saying. And I try to just cut right to the meat of stuff. Um, I don't do songs. Um, I don't do like a solo to a song. Um, mm-hmm. I really try to, to empower someone so that they can find the answers on their own. And there's always like, hey, if you want more of this, it's in a course or on my website. Yep. And my website just launched in March of this year it's called workingclassguitar.com, um, and we have this finicky issue going on right now, so you may have to type www. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, tech <laughs> problems. We but know like, those well. There's a tech problem there. But anyway, that being said, the website's doing fantastic. I have, t six or seven courses live on there. Um, awesome. A la carte purchase, or you can join uh, for a monthly uh, membership fee. Uh, you get what I call VIP status at that point, And we do, we're going to do it tomorrow. We have once a month zoom calls like this with all our subscribers. So there will be like 25 or 30 people on there. Oh, asking wow. questions, And that's, you know, um, we're going to, we're going to offer it to your listeners for a special $9 a month, um, coupon. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's usually 15 <laughs> bucks a month. Well, that's
0: great. Done. Thanks, Corey. We appreciate yeah. that. I'm sure that's the listeners what, and
1: I will, think too. that, I mean, um, yeah. that, that is such a value, Corey, that you're offering. I, I think mean, you, so. said, you said regular price is uh, fifteen a month.
2: Yeah, and, and yeah. I, usually I, I throw out a promo code for for nine bucks, and you know, it's just it's basically ten bucks a month to hang with me for an hour. Plus, I upload VIP only content. I'm yes. working on a course now where I upload the content as I create it and you as the VIP can see the course developing before I put it out for sale.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, that's even better. So, wow, yeah. That's so sweet. it's yeah.
2: all of this little extra special stuff I try to do to make the vip
1: yeah to provide the value there yeah, yeah.
2: Exactly, exactly that's
1: really that's really that sounds awesome so
0: so we we so, will put that code in the uh in the show notes down below so if you guys are uh, listening uh, open things back up and you can uh, check out that code and uh and check out corey for a little bit of a discount thanks corey and,
2: yeah and one yeah, of the things you. i just did was i put anything that i thought was really a good lesson from my youtube channel as much as i'd love you to go to youtube and give me the views I'd rather you get into my website and check it out. So I have a whole free course of like my top YouTube videos with all the free assets, tabs, and tracks. And yep. you can join that for free and, and just go crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, you know, I discovered that, Corey, I think it was over the winter, maybe. Maybe <laughs> it was right before your your um, your website launch. But, um, you know, I loved how you, were, even in your free stuff on YouTube, you're like, oh, you can download this backing track. Yeah.
3: You can yeah. download
1: the tabs. And I was like, what a resource. Like, this is incredible. Cause like a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of channels, you know, they want you to go to the website and want you to do the thing. Sure. But I think like, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of goodwill when you do that, right. When you put it on the, and it's true, like, you know, you're not given every single detail and I'm, I, I know that the stuff is, you're going into more detail, Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but for some people like that's great. And that kind of gets them a lot of the way there, you know? So, so Absolutely. that's great. As you well.
2: know, we so. learn, we learn, and I think the best way to learn is in small chunks. Yeah. So if I teach an arpeggio lesson that really impacts you, and you got the tab and the track for free, you know, you might be like, "Hey, this really helped me. I want to support this guy," because I know I would do that. I just found some backing tracks online the other day. Not only did I buy two of his packs, I I messaged him through Instagram and I said, "Hey, I want to use these in my lessons and live streams because they're fun." And all—is it cool if I put like a link to your Bandcamp thing? And he was like, "Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you know, for twenty bucks, my my job got a lot easier."
1: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Do you have, do you ever speaking of backing tracks? I love elevated jam tracks. Do you, have, do you know that channel? Wow, yeah, that guy, that guy is awesome.
3: Yeah, those are great. <laughs>
2: He's great.
1: He's really good. Um, That's really cool. But why don't you tell us, like, why don't we get into your background a little bit more, Corey? Because I'm interested to know, like, how you found your way here, because you definitely have, like, a super talent for teaching, I think, like, you got this bedside manner <laughs> <laughs> and you have this way of doing it that I think is really conducive. It's especially conducive to the YouTube thing, but also right. just like the online lessons in general and, and doing it in this way. So like, you know, I don't know, give us more of your background. I know you probably started out, you know, playing and touring and that kind of stuff, right. Yeah. And found your way to this, to this teaching stuff. But, um, but well, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear that.
2: Sure. I love talking about this because You know we have a tainted view of what it means to be a musician these days Mm. um, and how to make money at it. And my goal from day one was I'm going to do this and make a living at it. So that meant anything that had a guitar involved that I could do as a job, I was going to do. Mm. So that meant maybe working at a music store. Um, It meant taking any gig you could. Maybe teaching lessons in a music store. Um, All that kind of stuff. And I became friends with a lot of like factory reps that would come in from different um from different companies and those friends i've had for over 20 years i still do they're amazing people like i talked about earlier um and one of those friends in particular um introduced he was working for i mentioned fishman right out there by you guys in andover yeah he was working for them and this was in like 07 so it wasn't like Everybody had a video demo of their pedal. Like that was not a common thing. It was just getting started. And he, um, he said, hey, we're going to start shooting content. Um, actually, he got me the gig and then the guy that I reported to in the marketing department said, we're going to start shooting content of this stuff, and we want you to be kind of the face of it. I was like, all right. So they said, we're going to go to Florida to shoot these videos. and I'm like, why are we going to Florida? Well, it turns <laughs> out there, there was this little company there called Truefire. Oh yeah. And oh, Truefire Fire. True Fire. Yep. Um, and True Fire was on the side shooting like product videos for people. And what True Fire had were the metrics and the analytics wrapped up so that they could see who was watching how many people were watching this demo, you know, which one was the most popular, all the everything that goes into analytics. Mm. That was not common. You know, a lot of music companies are still way behind the eight ball. Wing, oh, yeah, that's this kind yeah. of stuff. Yep. And they were way ahead, so Fishman was like, "Oh, this is great!" So we put out videos on pedals and their acoustic amps and all that kind of stuff, and it, and it was it was good. And I'm walking around the halls, and True Fires changed locations several times of this one particular office they had, and there's all these like eight by tens of like uh, Johnny Highland, Tommy Emmanuel, and Muriel Anderson, and uh, you know um, Pete Hutlinger, and all these great guitar players. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. They're like, well, this is more what we do. And I was like, well, what do you do? They said, we do online guitar lessons and we sell courses. And they started back in like maybe the late eighties with something called notes on call. It was, you could call for a guitar lesson in the back of a guitar magazine. Mm. And that's kind of how they got started. Um, so they said, do you teach? I was like, do I teach? I had like 60 students a week at that point. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I said, yeah. And I, they said, well, you're good on camera, and they said, you should come down and try to do something. And they thought I was like an acoustic singer-songwriter because that's what I was doing with Fishman. I was faking it. And really, I was playing electric blues in bars in Pittsburgh all the time where I live. Oh, okay. And I came down. I shot some acoustic stuff. It wasn't great because I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, how do we make a course out of this kind of a thing was the problem. Um, and then I went and played at a blues jam, and – all Reports came back to management of True Fire that Corey tore it up at the Blues Jam. And they said, um, Do you have any stuff you could show us of you playing live? I said, Okay, I had like two YouTube clips. I sent them to him. They called me back immediately. They said, 50 Texas Blues Licks, that's your next course. You should do that. And I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> that's amazing. Literally, I was like, Okay, I'll do it. But then I was terrified. Um, right, yeah, talk about so pressure. I, yeah, so I go on to True Fire and I start watching some of my friends, Jeff McElhain, Robbie Calvo, and they had such beautiful demeanor and delivery. I was like, okay, this is how I have to do it. And I was like, I'm not, hey, we're going to work on Pentatonic Tails today. I'm not that guy. I'm like, so so you want to go, let me hold your hand a bit, and then I'm going to push you out to shore, you know, or out to the ocean there. Um, And I got better as I did it. But the funny thing was, was that Truefire was still kind of under the radar. Now, we sold a bunch of courses, and I did well, um, but it still wasn't like it is today, where it's like you're inundated with all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah so it's, it's I cheating, got to yeah. kind of cut my teeth behind a camera um, with them. That's so awesome. Okay, that's so that's, that's really how it started. So, yeah. so
1: Corey, that, you have courses that are still on Truefire, don't you?
2: Yeah, there's like... Yeah. There's 19 just on True Fire alone. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, because I think I came across one. It's like 50 licks or something. There's, or a, there's 50 a few of those. Yeah. Rhythm things. 50 and blues rhythms. 50 blues rhythms. Yeah. Huge, that's huge, so course. so awesome. Love that stuff. And it's um,
2: funny because like it's pretty dated, like the way I look, and you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're younger, very young. Yeah. <laughs> less, you know, less uh, salt and pepper hair version. Yeah. Of.
0: Well that's what's fun about these videos being like you know you know out out there forever is yeah. because it's kind of fun to kind of go back and and look at stuff just just for yourself too never mind just like the people that know you now you know
1: But it's still like such valuable stuff and it's really Oh great. yeah. so so well, that's interesting yeah. so so then so then how did you you know so that so then it kind of grew from there but then did you go back into more into kind of touring and sessions and that kind of stuff well, and kind of come away
2: from the teaching? That was the thing because I was doing that and True Fire was, um, the sales that I would get, it would be nice quarterly payments that would like, you know, give me enough money to buy a new guitar. Oh, nice. Um, take care of some bills, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, you weren't going to tell me that that was how I need to make a living because I'm a musician, damn it, and I'm going to yeah. tour, I'm going to be a road dog, and I'm going to do sessions and I'm going to, you know, do all this stuff. And I had to do that. Um, and I would never not do that or yeah. say I shouldn't have done it. But if I would have listened to people that said, you know, you could be doing this on your own. I would be, you know, where are not, maybe not where Marty is, but like yeah, yeah, in the same, in the same, you know, stratosphere maybe. Okay, because, interesting. I, because I didn't realize what was coming. Yes. I just thought my dream was to be in, you know, uh, play, play, play rhythm guitar, play guitar in Kenny Chesney's band or even yeah, sure. some, or even like a more Americana thing, like play with Amy Lou Harris or play, like I had all these aspirations that play
1: with um Alison Krauss and Robert
2: plant. Sure, that would be amazing. <laughs> like I, you know, uh, that would really, really be next level. I'll tell you a funny story was I was playing, um, real quickly. I was playing a gig at Centennial park here in Nashville with a great singer-songwriter who I love dearly and have played with for many years. Her name's Lucy Silvis. So I did get to play with my really great Americana oh, singer. Okay. Awesome. I ended up getting that because she's fan freaking tastic. Oh, that's and a great. Wonderful person. So we're playing this gig and it's straight in town. It's beautiful. People bring their kids and it's awesome. A beautiful night, places packed. And I'm there's a band in front of us, Lily May, and Lily is like an incredible fiddler, super cool Americana stuff. She's coming off. I'm grabbing my stuff to go on stage, and I see this guy sort of lumbering towards me with like long hair and a mask on. And I'm telling you, through the mask, I was like, "That's fucking Robert Plant." And <laughs> oh he wow! And he walked <laughs> right by me, and I and I don't get starstruck, but I freaked for a minute. I was like, "That was Robert
0: Plant." That was Robert. Oh plant. yeah, who wouldn't yeah, freak if you know you're walking yeah, yeah, past Robert, Robert Plant? That was Robert Plant. I
2: think he was working with Lily and. um, uh, that's why he was there and i was just like yeah holy shit
1: isn't it funny wild. like that i was... don't want i don't want to go down a rabbit hole but like isn't it funny how we got into oh, this no, like americana go. stuff it's like
3: I, yeah it's there, exactly. This
1: like legendary british that like, kind of blues based musician yeah and you know i, I guess americana is not too far off the blues like that's probably true no, it's, but, a, yeah yeah but it's still it's kind of weird it's like well, how did it like when he first came out with allison cross i was like what the hell is going on <laughs>
2: I loved it because yeah. I love all that T-Boom, T-Boom Burnett stuff and all it that. It is good, I,
1: yeah. It, it, and, and then I saw uh, it, and I, I was like, oh, that. this is good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But anyway, so um, everybody was telling me you should do this on your own, and I was like, I don't want to buy any freaking camera gear. And, yeah, the whole you know, thing. The cool thing about some of these companies like Truefire, Pickup Music, uh, Jam Play, mm-hmm. you Play, know, they do most of the work for you. You show mm-hmm. up, you get paid. In some instances, there's residuals, and in some, it's just a flat fee. Okay, um, and you know, getting X amount of, uh, with, with true fire, it wasn't a flat fee, but it was, so, which was great. You have like yeah. you know, these, this beautiful mailbox money if your courses are doing well, which thankfully yeah. mine did. Yeah, And, um, I was like, "Ass ah, is good enough. Yeah. I don't really, I'm not a guitar teacher. I'm a guitar player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wish I would have started YouTube five years ago, you know, as opposed I to two and a half, you yeah. know, um, and, but now in the past two and a half years, I've put out seven products with other partners and one on my own and launching the site in this year. Okay. So I've, that's I've, hit it running like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've that's a lot. really hard. And I was, I had real guilt during quarantining when I was making the most money I ever made. Oh, that's not crazy! Playing music, and I was watching my friends. I was buying merch from people. I was yeah. sending tips to Jark because I was like, "We talk got-
1: about that all the time." By the way, Corey, we always oh, talk yeah. about like buy the merch, support yeah. these artists that you really like because yeah. you know they're not even even when now they can go out and tour like you probably know they're not making tons. These lesser known bands are not oh, making man. tons of money touring. So it's no, like, we, we always either. talk about that. <laughs> so it's good that you're reinforcing that for us. But yeah, but so you were doing really well during the pandemic.
2: It was, yeah? I, I, I did uh, really well, um, which, you know, at the time I wasn't really saying it because I was guilty. Yeah. Um, but then I talked to a drummer friend who has like two companies and he's like, I made more money than I did being on the road. And I was like, because he was doing construction and he had this, he has this drum company that make percussion products and he was just killing it. And I was like, man, there's like a, like the shakeup of the world happening now. It's totally, totally weird. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody was buying, you know, guitars sold like crazy. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm sure, so that's really, you know, it's not surprising to hear that you were doing really well doing the kind of work that you do, but, um.
2: Well, is everybody to, buying guitars. They need to learn how to play. They them. need to learn how
1: to play. Yeah. I mean,
2: come on, you
1: know? and um. Yeah. So that doesn't think... surprise me, but that's, wow, that's impressive. That's yeah. really cool. So, so you're thinking, so, so you made it to this point. So you, are you going to ever go back on the road or, or are you done with that?
2: <laughs> well, the thing about road gigs that a lot of people have misconceptions about out in Nashville, traditionally, it's always been like Thursday through Sunday, you know, is when yeah you leave on a Thursday, you come back on a Sunday. Okay. It might be even less for most people now. Like I just got done doing on again, off again shows with uh, an artist named David Lee Murphy. David Lee Murphy had a nineties country career and he's written like 20 number one songs. Our set is full of songs you've heard before. Um, He's written in addition to some of his own dust on the bottles, the biggest one. He's a huge, huge hit. Um, So we did a tour. I did a tour with him and then it's been on and off and for an artist like that, that's usually how it is. There's no, like, we're getting 30, day, de- you know, 30, 40 dates in a row. Mm. Um, it's not like a Metallica where they're out for 13 months or something. Okay, like all right. Right. Um, right. That doesn't happen as much. Now, um, like Keith Urban or Chesney or McGraw or um, some of these big, you know, Florida Georgia line at the time. Yeah. They don't do big, long runs. Um, and that's a huge deal. Like, I'm um, I'm friends with some of the guys in Brothers Osborne um and oh, yeah, they'll, they're great. they'll do a lot of dates yep. and it was funny because i did a gig with the bass player and it was that right after they won their grammy like two days after they won the grammy i had a gig in town and the bass player was was on the gig and he was like man he goes we're gonna be hitting it hard you just don't win a grammy and then stay home and i was yeah, like exactly. right you know, <laughs> yeah, so, Exactly. so that kind of stuff and, and i'm glad that they can offer a lot of work to the players because those guys are the salt of the earth and everybody they hire in the organization is really great too. So, um, you know, that's, but it's a handful. What I mentioned, five artists, you know, yeah, there's yeah. probably, there's probably another dozen more or so that I'm forgetting, but by and large, it's like weekend warrior type stuff. Um, thankfully, David Lee always has a bus or a fly date. Whereas a lot of these bands will do a van, you know, or a sprinter, mm. or 600 miles, you know? Wow. Exactly.
0: That's a grind. That's a grind, right there. That's grueling. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and the pay is not great. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can imagine.
0: So how do you how do you kind of balance that? Because this you really are you know kind of digging into this this online instruction thing, and 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 you're doing really well with this, and but you also enjoy playing out. I'm sure, right? So it's got to be tough to kind of balance out the two loves. Well,
2: now I'm now I'm able to kind of take the gigs I want to do, and. Just doing that one gig a month, like for myself at the Underdog. If I do that enough, it might parlay into some other things here, or there. Enough people yeah. see me, um, and it's it's kind of enough right now. Um, the The thing that's tricky about what I'm doing is I'm kind of refinding myself, rediscovering myself as a guitar player. Because for a ten year period, I wanted to be the Nashville session slash side person. Yep. which meant you had the giant pedal board and you can cover all the tones yep. and you're you're on the top of the list of a call, but you're always playing somebody else's shit yep. you know, if you're not on the record. And I'm just kind of been doing this for too long to not want to play what I want to play. Um, okay. So yeah. the teaching and having the site and having people actually pay for my time means that I can actually play the kind of guitar I want to play, which is blues rock driven music um, that is improvised. Whereas you're playing a guitar solo in a country rock band, you might get four bars to do something. And it's probably the same solo that's on the record anyway.
1: You're not going to stretch out
2: that much. correct? You know, yeah, they might yeah. have a section where you do now it's cool. Like a David Lee, he would, he would have sections where we did, you know, and it's, it's fun. It was just over like three chords, you know, um, <laughs> but it's, a lot of that music is—it's already up here at a high level of intensity. Whereas, yeah. like in the blues or something, or if you hear like a Derek Trucks or, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, any number of kind of jam band like in quotation situation, they build it and they let the section develop. Um, whereas in most country music, you don't get a chance to do that. Now, Brothers Osborne, they do that. And yes. Fucking badass.
1: They really do. They really are. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. So it's not even like a fulfilling thing to do. Um, to play. There's elements that that not. There's
2: elements that aren't. Now. Yeah. Now, if somebody said, "Hey, you're gonna make, you know, well over a grand a show, you're gonna have a tech, you're gonna walk on stage, you're never gonna have to touch anything, you're gonna go to catering, get lunch, go to the gym, the show starts at eight, all your guitar changes are handled." Get back on the bus. Then we'll <laughs> that's have a good discussion. gig. Then that's, that's <laughs> that sounds the a good, kind of yeah. gig. Oh, right. by the way, you're going to make ninety grand touring. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which to some people that's not a lot of money, but to a musician that's a
1: that's a that's a ton of money. That's yeah, a ton of money. money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. No,
1: yeah, we get it. Because you're probably
2: doing other stuff during the week as well, maybe sessions or teaching. or- yeah, exactly. Right.
1: That's not your only thing. But then mm-hmm. yeah, well, I can see, you know, the big news came out about Nita Strauss, right? How Nita yeah. left, left uh, Alice and we were shocked to hear she's mm-hmm. going to Demi Lovato. But then we're like, right. then we're like, you know what, like, we get it. Like, I mean, oh, yeah, that's going to be a big payday. I think she's has a little more of leadership of the band, I think. Um, you know, she's probably not gonna be able to stretch out as much, but at the same time, but supposedly Dummy's putting out a rock album. I mean, yeah, we'll supposedly say, she's
0: kind of uh, the other day. It looked pretty bad. It now.
1: looked on Jimmy Kimmel. It was really it was pretty rock. And yeah. I, I tell yeah. you what, I mean, I like her. I think she's a great s- singer, but he, like you, it's interesting, right? But you can see like with with Nita, who really is like a road dog and is right. really a live performer um you know not that she couldn't do this stuff that you guys are doing um right. but um you know you can see that it makes a lot of sense you know um
2: yeah yeah it's got to be the right the right gig now one of the guys that handles it very well is Pete Thorne he takes really good road gigs oh yeah he uh, does he balances yeah. all his demos really well so he's got a, he's got a nice thing that he's carved out does he still
1: play? Because I've listened to a lot of interviews with Pete. He plays with some massive like Japanese artists, right? Yeah, they do like I don't, I don't stadiums. Know who they are, but
2: they, oh yeah, yeah. massive arenas. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's going out with like five for fighting. Um, oh okay. Oh handball. nice. Um, and he was just a blast to get to know on a better level out of that Sweetwater thing. Oh cool. And it was yeah. me, him, Tim Pierce, oh. Brett Shaw, and Brett Papa. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. That, yeah. Brett, Brett and I have been friends. For a while, yeah. And- you
1: know what, Corey? That was the first time I think I've say I saw okay. you on YouTube was with Brett. Um, um, So yeah.
2: So Brett was very intro. He and I. He and I drove six and a half hours to to Fort Wayne. Because um, <laughs> honestly, there's no good way to get in there. Be okay. flight. Because okay. Because you're, you're gonna have to connect, and it's like a six you know gate airport. Yeah. You know what? That can be trouble. So we were like, let's just drive, and we had a great time. Um, but. Brett, you know, is, he and Tim Pierce were the two most motivating factors in me sort of branching out. Brett called me and he said, dude, you're leaving like 75% of what you're available to do and earn on the table by not working for yourself.
1: Yeah. I was like, what are you
2: talking about? Like, I'm not that guy. And he's like, if you buy a camera and get started, you will be successful. And two days later, I bought a camera. Wow! I Remember sending him a video of my first YouTube upload, and he was like, "Holy shit, you did it! This is awesome!" You know. <laughs> uh, and then he said, "Well, let's do some products together." And we did. Um, we did three courses together, and uh, those courses now live on my site too. Um, that's the kind of guy he is. He's like, "Nah, they've lived at my site. They can still stay there, but you go keep them on your site and."
1: Did you like? Did you do like those pentatonic things that he was doing? Didn't he have? He had some awesome courses. He did like have that. some stuff like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I didn't do any of that. My my courses with him were called Complete Blues Volume One and Two. Oh, okay. Which is like a big electric blues kind of thing from like oh, awesome. beginner up to like you know late intermediate. Okay. And then I did another one called Blues Rock Connection, which was like the COVID course. We were supposed to do another course, and I ended up just doing it at my house. So that was my first foray into doing it myself, and then. You know, he's got a team and now. I have a little bit of a team, and um, we just put it all together and made it happen. Oh, you know? Tim, he's
0: another. He's he's another yeah. guy that's got real talent for for teaching, and and another channel that I certainly gravitate to. I mean, both yeah. of you guys. Papa
1: Stash, although he doesn't
0: really have to stash.
2: Yeah, he definitely was hugely motivating and and taught me a ton. Um, and Tim was just more of the sort of you know wise sage. Of hey, I'm thinking about quitting because I'm I suck. And he call up Tim, and you know he'll tell you really? like he sucks. And you're like, what are you talking about? You're Tim freaking Pierce, you know. And <sighs> I mean, he might not say that, but we definitely have all you know we we all the self-loathing thing at one point or sure, another. Yeah. But to to be in a to room a room with those guys I mentioned and to hear them all say, oh, I do I do videos and I never upload them because they're shit or uh, sometimes I got to just walk away because it's terrible. Like, okay, if those guys are feeling that way, then then I can't do. Then you,
1: then it's like, okay, yeah. this is a little it's more a, normal. Exactly, it validates <laughs> the, Yeah, it validates
2: well, it for you. Beautiful camaraderie. I said, and I said to Tim, I was like, we need to. This needs to be like a retreat with like the five of us doing. Yeah, things. he was like, I could get into that. So. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Tim's channel is unbelievable. I'm just like yeah. so blown away by him. I mean, he's uh, got yeah.
0: such a
2: vast like.
0: knowledge and the history the history the stories that that guy could probably tell Sure, he's probably told you a number of the number of great stories i think
1: i think it wasn't brett kind of involved in getting tim to do youtube
2: yes Yes. i think i've heard brett Brett, tell that
1: story brett
2: really was um you know helped helped bring tim into that world from what i understand Yeah. Um, and um it's there's a lot of i hate to use the word incestuous but there's a lot of that Going on in that arena. We're all tight, you know, as tight as we can be. I think that's
1: great. I'll yeah. talk
2: every day, but we're all sort of like keeping an eye on each other. Sure. We have different people who work for all of us, you know, and do some administrative type things. Um, and it's like we try to keep those good people close.
1: Oh, great. Oh, that's yeah. great. You know, I always hear that about like the community. Like you definitely hear that about like the pedal community, you know, with these like small oh, yeah. builders, you hear that they stick together. You know, right. I can tell you, like, we've had some podcasters on that, you know, we've, uh, uh, you know, once we get off, once we figure out the show, then we just talk for like, like yeah. a couple of hours about podcast life. And, and that's, I, um and that's, that's really, you know, I've always heard that there's this camaraderie and it's just such an awesome thing to hear. Yeah. yeah. That's why I, like, I love to see these Sweetwater uh, videos with you guys hanging out.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm wearing a I'm wearing a Mythos pedal. Yeah, so you right know, now. yeah, yeah and, yeah. and I know, and Zach, you know, their their factory with no, they share a space with Novo guitars, is like, from my house. You know, it's like it's like yes. right on the road. You know, yeah. Oh, could
0: you awesome. while while you're here, could you just try to convince Matt that he does? We're talking guitars. What, what's his next guitar going to be? And I think he needs to. I think he needs to go Novo. Yeah,
1: I, everybody's talking I, I, about Novo guitars, and it's like. They're so hard are, to get. You guys are yeah, they're very hard to get. I'm like, you guys are killing me. So there's one right there. There it is. Yeah.
2: So this is I I just here's the reason I wanted a Novo, because I like those guys and I loved Fano guitars when Dennis made fano guitars. Okay, okay. Um and I just kept seeing these on Facebook and I thought they were so cool. Um that thing looks like, so killer. I was like, I'm That's just gonna insane. get one. I was like, I'm just gonna get one because I like them. And I really like the sound of gold foil pickups. Yeah. I like this body, this like, you know, semi hollow deal. And I said, you know, because they put them on their Instagram every day, basically. Yeah. And I found a couple that I liked. I said, I want this, I want this, and I want that. The rest, I don't care what you do. And when they opened the case, I was like, wow, this is incredible. It really is. I play it all the time. Um, when I do, like, I play with singer songwriters a lot in town. Um, because they generally play in town and don't tour. <laughs> yes, totally, but yeah, totally. I like to take those gigs. Those are fun. Um, but it's just fantastic. It's this um, tempered pine. Um,
1: oh, it's a tempered pine. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So All this right. has a
2: lot of like, like the, the black over copper. That's an upgrade. Yeah. This pick guard, they won't make anymore. They can't get the material. Okay. They made the binding the same color as the pick. Uh, the oh, that's cool. Look with, at that. You know, roasted maple neck, um
1: the neck i love the roasted yeah, you, okay. you mentioned um, ernie ball like that he they, they do lo- that too oh maybe. they love i love those roasted neck so i don't know i don't know Dave, maybe it's an ernie ball too i don't know but, but those say. for
0: those of you just listening and not watching this anywhere else you have to pop over to instagram facebook and everything else and, and check out this this guitar that thing looks sweet
1: we'll put this clip up so you can yeah. see yeah. the guitar it's just badass
2: a great instrument um, look at that either people love it or they say it's ugly i think it's beautiful I love the old – I have an old Harmony back there, and i they, they caught me with the old Harmony colors. Yeah. Like the red Harmony bursts and the checkered binding and stuff. Yes. So I thought that was super cool, and I was like, I could get into that. Um, and uh, yeah, no, they're just – they're incredible. I don't – I would own more, but they're just hard to get.
1: They're not easy to get. I know I'm like,
2: like 13 can- months for this one. Maybe Really?
1: I'm like, yeah, you yeah. can't just go buy these guitars like off a rack somewhere. You well, know, it's like,
2: like Nike shoes. Like yeah. when they drop a new thing, people buy them right away. Same thing. If they post a Novo within five minutes, it's sold. Yep. It's yep. Crazy.
3: Yeah,
0: it's completely well, crazy. Hey, right Matt, now. it's still it's still less of a weight than like an analog man, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There you go. A king of tone. I mean, I've been yeah. on the
1: king of tone list for a couple of years. Four now. years, Jeez. yeah. Um, I just got on. Re- I was like, fine, I'll get on. <laughs> like over the pandemic i was like fine right. i'll get on the list um so there you go
2: i love that you um, do it that's great
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's gonna i'm not gonna you know i'm still gonna want one in four years from now i can tell you right now yeah. you know even though like i don't know i really like the wampler pantheon i think it's an incredible blues breaker type of circuit so i'll have to try that my, my opinion <laughs> but, but um anyway but there's a lot of other blues breaker circuits that are great too but the king of tone is something special like what i understand so
2: yeah the uh, the dualist um that's the oh yes on one and the yes. blues breaker on the other i love that blues breaker and i have it on a board back there it's the uh what's it called the heavy hand
1: oh okay blues
2: breaker in an individual pedal
1: okay all yeah, right that's definitely cool. something to check out there as well v- very cool i like awesome that. um Oh, Awesome, Corey. Um, I think we definitely want to talk about more gear, but I'm kind of interested. Have you always been kind of like rooted in the blues? Because yeah. like, your blues stuff is just awesome, and you can tell that you just have so much kind of passion and just like experience playing it. You
2: know? <laughs> so, well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's true. I always have been rooted in the blues. Um, and to me, everything just comes from it. So it made sense to really kind of hunker down. But I'll tell you that it is a style of music that still eludes me to this day. Like yes. there's, I've never played what I think is a great blue solo. I think it's a really? solo. Really, <laughs> um, I, I feel like everyone uh, is just me kind of sniffing, scratching the surface at what it could be, um, because that's the beauty of it. It's so challenging to say something in in those three chords yes. that really impacts someone. When I hear somebody play over, you know, pop changes or something, it's kind of obvious where you're going to go. But with the blues, it's so open ended that it's there's so much emotion tied. Oh, I was it. just yeah. going
0: to say, it's one of the most. I mean, I feel like blues is some of the the most, if not you know, the most emotional style of music there is.
2: And, and I just you, love. Yeah. The improvising aspect of, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, no, no,
1: That's um, great. Yeah. No,
3: you're, yeah. And good
1: Corey, point. like that's another thing that's awesome about your, your, your channel and what you're doing, because like you really like, I've learned from your channel a lot because it's like, well, you know, there's these different inversions. Right, like you can do like so much in these three chords, and you get into the the passing tones and the passing chords and that kind of stuff. And it's like this is like limitless. What you like, it's not just three chords, guys. I mean, it is, but it isn't, right? Um, So it's like you know, you sometimes you hear from people, it's like, oh, it's it's the blues. Like it's like. Look, man, you can you can spend your whole life playing the blues, yeah. and like you said, like someone su- such as yourself to say that you don't think you played a perfect blues solo, it's like you know that says a lot Not about all. the blues,
2: you know. And that's so. what playing um, a lot of the sort of work for hire music I've been doing in Nashville kind of um, didn't allow me to do um, mm. was play blues enough.
1: Yeah, and
2: yep. it was I was really bummed. Like I teach these courses, and I'm like. I'm an imposter because I'm not playing blues anymore. I'm playing, <laughs>
1: You're not in the bars. You know, I'm
2: playing Brad Paisley stuff, or whatever, which is killer, but it wasn't blues. It was how – tricky of a telly solo can I play and that's not the disparage Brad he's a genius oh
1: man he's unbelievable
2: oh, you know I, I just
0: like, saw him in May yeah, Dave I, saw him, blow-
2: yeah. I, I got the shirt oh, on incredible. you can't see it but I, yeah I got yeah
0: I just saw him in May and he I mean he absolutely blew me out of the water oh, he's was-
2: incredible I'm saying like there's a notion in Nashville that when you come here you got to buy a telly and you got a chicken pick um and that's not the case anymore um but I did that for us long time because I was a Huge fan of Brent Mason and wanted to learn all that stuff. And I realized that was like, this isn't who you are. And it only, Uh, I only learned that probably four years ago you know <laughs> yeah yeah so
1: you know. do you so do you get to but so that let, let's i think that's a good transition to talk about like what's going on in nashville because it isn't just country music anymore no um there's a lot going on so do you get to play the blues a lot in in like at these gigs in nashville or what
2: what is it like only only at this one that i'm booking at the underdog okay um, and uh you know that place came to us because um Guthrie Trap is out and about all the time. Not mm. only is he, you know, one of the greatest musicians in town. Oh yeah. He's a, he's, the, he's big, another great one. He's incredible. And he's yeah. one of the biggest champions for the town and for musicians playing music in town. Um, and, you know, he'll give you a piece of his mind if you ask him about it. And <laughs> piece of his mind might be like, we need another freaking place to play. And I remember we were all out to dinner one night. We have this like, Sort of quasi six string supper club thing that we do. Oh, cool. And with a bunch of guitar players. And we were having a drink somewhere, and he was like, I just started playing Monday nights at this place. You should come check it out. And then we put together relatively quickly um, this Nashville, you know, uh, guitar night. And it took over one of his Mondays, and it was uh, me, him, Jack Roosh, and Ford Thurston. Um, and we all played two songs, and the place was jammed. Uh, it was a super fun time. Um, I anticipate they'll do more of them. I just don't think they've been able to do... They did one one other one, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they'll do more. Any case, guys like... A guy like that who's breaking the door down to say, hey, we're going to play music here. And then you can call the people up and book a show and, and make it happen. So that's where I do most of the blues playing. I do.
1: That sounds great. Okay. But that's interesting. So it isn't like there's a lot of blues happening. You know like, what's funny yeah.
2: Yeah. You go to a place like, you know, Tampa, Florida or something. Yeah. There's people playing music all over the place for three hours. And it's because when it's not a music town, I think there's more opportunity to get a gig somewhere Yeah, where it's like here, you got to play the Broadway stuff. If you're going to play full time. Um, there are no like places that have like, you know, it's not an Austin vibe or, you know, uh, a lot of people talk about you know, or like Atlanta or Asheville, North Carolina, or something, where there's like a lot of other music happening. um Yeah, it's yeah. the trickiest part about Nashville. It's the biggest. It's more of an. It's more of like a. This is where the business gets done. The tours yeah. come out, and we play music in other places. Yeah. Um,
1: so interesting. Yeah, it's it's yeah.
2: A strange, strange kind of like paradox. Yeah. So
0: Corey, I just want to, I came across an artist today only because, uh, so I'm a, I'm a big bourbon guy. I was listening to, uh, another podcast, the, the bourbon road podcast. I don't know if you're huh? familiar with it, but no. um, anyway, they, they had on a, a Nashville artist, Taylor Hughes. Do you know who she is? I do not know. So, and so I definitely got to check her. I wasn't sure. I just wanted to ask, cause I didn't know if you were familiar with her music and, um, and she's just another country artist that that's okay. based out of Nashville and she has such a unique voice and, I mean, she was only play- I got to check out her right um, now. Some of her, <laughs> what's that? You're looking her around- Yeah, I was checking there's, her. I, I, there's I so listening- many. She artists. played some stuff on on the podcast, uh-huh. but it was just all acoustic. So I really got to check her out.
1: You know, Bye. a lot of the a lot of the people playing the Broadway scene are like, you know, not a lot of them, but a lot of them are um, not not all of them. I mean, but a lot of them are like these artists that are trying to make it as original artists as well. Sure. Right. Like they're like singer songwriters and like, you know, I, I I think I heard one girl um, who was playing like play an original song. She was like, this is one of my songs. And and there was a guy in um, Blake Shelton's place that was doing that as well. Yeah. And so yeah. so there's like all these like songwriter singer songwriters around national that are playing that scene they'll do like one a couple of their own songs um you know maybe when it's less crowded and then they'll get into don't right. stop believing right. after that
2: <laughs> no, well, the, the thing that yeah. a lot of those those folks do is the songwriter rounds okay so, like at the listening room um the listening room's really taken off even since it's changed locations okay uh, and they'll have Four or five songwriters sitting up there with a acoustic guitar, maybe somebody has a keyboard, and each person plays a song, and then they go around. Um, and that's right. that's really popular. Um, mm-hmm. And that is so. If you were a singer and you wanted to move to town, yeah, I would tell you to. I hope you're writing write songs, write
1: a lot of songs, write a I lot bet. of songs,
2: and try to get into those songwriter rounds mm. because then you connect with other songwriters and then you write songs with the other songwriters and it just kind of keeps going from there. And then maybe a publisher that's at that songwriter round sees you and says, Hey, let's have a meeting. And then let's say everything goes well. And then you sign a publishing deal. And then maybe that publishing deal turns into an artist development deal. So now the publisher has you in house with a publishing deal. And they also have a piece of your artist deal. You know, so all these sort of things start to Interesting. connect. Interesting, yeah. 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 And that's, everything starts to happen. That's the way somebody just doesn't walk in the tootsies and go, you're the greatest thing since Carrie Underwood. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That rarely ever happens.
1: Anymore. I can imagine, yeah. And it probably I hasn't imagine. happened
2: for a long time. I mean, I know there's people that used to slug it out down there that are now doing things, you know, but um, by and large, it comes from the writing community because mm. songs are... Um, a commodity, you know, and if they don't have the song, they can't make money off of you. Um, That's exactly lot, right. A lot yeah. of songwriters like David Lee Murphy, you know, tons of songs for other people. Um, yeah. After he decided, hey, I would like doing this a little bit better than even being an artist. Um, people that are now touring um, have written a bunch of songs and then all of a sudden someday the publisher's like, let's develop your artist career. And then they do, and then that takes off you know yeah yeah it's happened a lot it's happened a a lot
1: that's really interesting yeah so that's that's kind of more of the scene over there is and that that makes sense to me because like i saw all these because it's interesting like the bands are not just bands you know that you see on broadway they're not just bands they're just like you know, I talked to a couple of the, si- the s- singers about how it works, and so mm-hmm. they said they're like, "I never play. With- I- this is the first time I played with these guys." Like, <laughs> yeah, they just I- like the bar. The bar people that book the bands, <laughs> they just randomly book people. Yep, you know, and in some of the singers, yeah. yeah, show and up. So- you show up and you just play a lot of its requests and it's like it's so funny like i've talked about this before Corey, on the podcast where i've said like when i first got i spent three nights there when i first got there i was like this is impressive that can they can play all these requests and then by like the third night there i was like oh i see it's the same hundred songs that people
2: wrote. exactly I mean, it's, <laughs> yep honestly it's it's somewhere between and you know it's probably not Someone listening to this is probably going to go, wow, 250 to 300 songs. Yeah, it's probably about that. That's probably about that. that. But that's not that big of a deal because it's a muscle. And once you work the muscle, you start to hear the chord changes coming a mile away. As a guitar player, you got to know the intros and maybe the outro.
1: That's right. That's right. You don't don't need to play solos note for note.
2: You only play solos note for note. No. Um, Because I
1: can tell you they didn't.
2: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. and now with the, you know, the advent of the phone, everybody's got a phone on their mic stand and they'll just pull the lyrics up. That's what they're and doing. All, and that's, that's what film, they're doing. You know? yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'd like hated that for a long time. I was like, that's ridiculous. But now I'm just yeah. like, whatever, you know, you got yeah. to make people happy, do it, whatever. Yeah.
1: Like that, that's, that was, yeah, as, as someone that plays in a very rehearsed band. Yeah. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, this is, and you, cause you could tell like, sometimes it came through like, okay, these guys don't know the changes.
2: You don't know this. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, you know
2: but- I, I've been in—I've been in situations. I, uh, honest to goodness, I got hired once a long time ago. They said you won't know any of the songs, but it's like John Mellencamp. So just go over there it's and I'll give, you, I'll give you the changes. And the bass player would play, and he'd go three, one, yeah, four, and I would just play whatever his things. And he was doing that the whole time. And I was always an eighth note behind him, but it didn't matter. Because, it didn't matter, yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. kind of like once you hear the verse in the chorus, you know the second verse in the second chorus. Yeah, yeah, you, you got ridge. You just get your ears on and you expect, you know, you kind of anticipate what's coming up. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really great, Corey. Awesome. It's fun. Yeah. That's it's, really fun. Now do cool you level.
1: have do you have um like a formal training or are you just someone that has come up, you took maybe you took some lessons and and then you just went you went from there.
2: I don't have a music degree of any sort. Um, okay. I did go to a recording school.
1: Oh, um, okay. For a
2: couple okay. Years. Um, okay. But there was no theory or anything like that. And it was all me bopping around from like, um, you know, different instructor to different instructor. And it was like the longest I ever took with any one instructor was my first one ever. I was playing for a year and my parents were like, oh, he's pretty serious. We should get him some lessons. <laughs> um, that was for like a year. And I made a commitment I'm going to do a year and then I'm going to like, really hunker down the stuff he taught me and then once i moved from like i lived in western new jersey to then i moved to pittsburgh i went to the art institute there then i started finding a bunch of like jazz guys that i would take a lesson with here or there six months with this guy two months with that guy okay um and then once i kind of taught myself how to learn then i was buying all the vhs and dvd
1: yeah
2: uh to really do that um and and that's kind of been how i've learned ever since. Wow. One of the learning was it, it must have
0: been in terms of like, I mean, you certainly weren't, you know, you don't have, um, you know, you you didn't go to school for music, so you don't have an extensive background in, say, theory, right? So somebody like me, who's, you know, as as our listeners know, I'm a a basement player. I've never played live. I never plan on playing live, but I enjoy playing. And now, Dave, I
1: told you we're going to put you in the band and just turn your ramp down.
0: That's exactly (laughs) right. It's just going to make it easier. How, what was the. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a single. Well, that see, that's our thing. That's how. That's how I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna convince my wife to get another. Let me get another guitar that I don't need. You know, because I'm gonna be playing live in Matt's band, even though I'm not gonna be playing. But that nobody has to know. Um, but in terms of the, in Terrible. terms of uh, understanding theory, and what was the, what finally cracked that egg for you? Where you finally started, to, where your brain started to go, oh, okay, I'm starting to kind of understand this stuff. Man, no,
1: wait, I, before, before, yeah, yeah. before you answer, it was probably Rick Beato book, wasn't it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was funny. And I have uh, funny, like, you know, seven steps to Kevin Bacon relationship to, to Rick Beato. Rick.
1: Oh, you do? Oh, okay.
2: Because uh, it's such a small world. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And um, But see, I moved. Here's the thing. I moved to Nashville when I was in my early 20s, and the bottom dropped out of everything. Um, everything that went wrong. Could go wrong, went wrong. So I had this, I was playing in Pittsburgh with a swing band doing all of like the Setzer, Frank Sinatra, Louis Prima. Oh, yeah. All that. And it was it was some of the most fun I ever had. It taught me a lot about music. Uh, and that was actually something that taught me a lot too was being in that band. I left that band, moved to Nashville. Things didn't go so well. I moved back, got back in the band. So I had work. And I went back to the music store I was working at. And I said, I don't want to work here anymore. I want to teach here. And they said, okay, because I knew teachers made, like, pretty decent money. Yeah. Um, And they could kind of set their own hours and that sort of thing. And, you know, when I decided I was going to teach, that's when I was like, I got to know how to answer somebody when they throw, you know, a curveball at me. (laughs) Yeah. So that's when I really started to kind of dig into the theory a little bit. I, you know, there was no, um, Rick Rick didn't have a channel by then. (laughs) It was, you couldn't it was, order
1: the Beato book for 50% off? Okay, Exactly, no. Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, so um, I had to kind of figure some stuff out on my own, which I think contributes to me being a good communicator. Yeah, um, yeah, Because I say, hey, this is what works. I always kind of teach people to catch a fish and then figure out how you caught it. Yeah. Because yeah. that builds the excitement there. But, um, but that's kind of the basis. Now it's, I just, I have stacks and stacks of books because I know a lot of people don't buy books anymore, but I buy them and mm. I and I dissect them, and I'm like, can I come up with a lesson from this stuff? And I don't plagiarize, but I'm like, wow, this is really heavy. Yeah, people aren't gonna understand this. But yeah. what if I did a dumbed down version, and then it resonates with people? Um, oh, yeah. For, it, it, for somebody yeah.
0: like me in particular, because I, I need that kind of a, a lesson where I can't if you start getting too deep into things and then I get lost and then it, it, it becomes frustrating for for a player like me, because, you know, you don't you, you don't feel like you can get yourself out of the forest once you're in, you know, you're sure, just sure. you're just locked in. And that going okay, now, where do I go? You I kind of understand some of it. Yeah, slow. you got to take it slow.
2: <laughs> really do. And that's the problem when we get to be adults. And plus, with these dang courses out. You see somebody playing something. You're like, okay, well, I got the tab. I watched him play. I got the backing track. I should be able to do it. It's Like, yeah. no,
0: that's no. not how it
2: works. That's not how it works. <laughs> how it works. But, um, <laughs> that doesn't
1: work that way at all, yeah.
2: But what was funny know. was, so I'm, I'm back in Pittsburgh for this time, and I, I, I have a little makeshift studio with a friend of mine, and he says, I'm going to Georgia to work on a record produced by this guy named Rick Beato. And I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. It's like, because he had worked with John Mayer early on. And the artist that my friend was playing with was like enamored with John Mayer, like so many, you know, millennials are. And he was dying to go work with Rick. And that's how he got started, you know, he has a friendship with a a buddy of mine. And um, I knew another guy that went and he produced a record. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, got more YouTube subscribers than CNN. You know, he's unbelie- <laughs> I, he's unbelievable. Yeah. He's great. I yeah. love him. He's no, so he, cool. he really is great. You know, yeah. I joke
1: about the Beata book because he always talks about it, but it's it's probably an awesome
2: resource. No, everything's in there. <laughs> you don't need anything so, else.
1: Oh, um, yeah. So, Corey, we don't want to take yeah. a ton more, more of your time, but the, the theme of they want to hit you with one, one more question.
2: Oh,
3: yeah.
1: The theme of this podcast is Keep Rock Alive. Okay. Um, Actually, two questions Oh, we got two Ready? okay i got um, another like, question keep, yeah keep keep rock alive and you mentioned a ton of artists that you work with is there like an artist or a band out there that's doing some like rock stuff i mean it could be a country artist if you think they're worthy of it yeah give us a country um, artist yeah. um but can you like toss out something like maybe not everybody's heard of like an awesome band or, or artist just that we that every that are people should check out
2: man um wait <laughs> you know it's funny i'm like really uh I'm behind in my music listening. Um, <laughs> That's okay. And, yeah, honestly, um, I got to say though, because so I played with this artist, Lucy Silvis. Yep. And Lucy just happens to be married to John Osborne a Brothers Osborne.
1: Oh, okay.
2: So about <laughs> four years ago, we went on tour with them. Brothers hadn't won a Grammy, they hadn't won a CMA. Actually, they just won uh, an ACM or CMA. And we did this three week long tour with them. And it was like some of the most fun I ever had. I got to listen to John just crush it every night. And the band was incredible. Um, and I said to myself, like, these guys are like the really, really doing it in country music and right. It's not even country. It's just like, they can kind of like the, rock. Yeah. It <laughs> could be in the jam band scene. Yeah. They have great songs. Um, so I'm, I'm really enamored, um, with what they do probably cause I got to know them a little bit more than like the average person. I got to like, we stayed, we, we rode their bus with them. Um, and you know, it's like. I rehearse with Lucy. I'll go to their house and we hang out. And, um, you okay. know, so, um, you know, we're not, I'm not like hanging out every weekend with them, but I'm saying I got to see the inner workings of it. And I was just like, this is how you do it. This That's is great. This is awesome. Um, You know, and honestly, anything that my friend, and I'm happy to call him my friend, I think these days, is um, my Butch Walker. Anything that Butch touches on a production level, plus his own music to me, still is as honest as it can be, whether he's doing the Wallflowers record or he's doing Green Day or whatever, like anything he touches sounds, the new Jewel record. Um, okay. Uh, uh, there's a couple other people I'm forgetting that's on the, the tip of my tongue. Um, but I, I really love pretty much anything Butch does.
1: Okay that's good those are great shouts yeah. and you know brother brothers osborne's a great shout out as well because like you know we tend to to focus on like these kind of blues rocky influence bands yeah that we really like dave and i really love to guide, dive deep and find these kind of bands mm-hmm. and so like you know but i think you know i would i, I would put brothers osborne on that kind of train of like these guys oh, are they're, they're a guitar band basically they really are and they're yeah. awesome so like yeah i think that you know take a deeper look at at the Brothers Osborne. I think, you know, I'll be spinning. Oh, absolutely. Them this weekend yeah. After this conversation. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm I'm actually hopefully probably won't be this year, but early next year, let's hope. I recorded like a half a dozen of like my favorite, mostly obscure blues tunes that I thought my my audience would really like. They're not my songs, they're old classic songs, but oh, done cool. my way, in sort of a more modern way. Oh, I'd love to hear um, that. Um and I think that's gonna be really fun too. So it's gonna be fun to kind of as I do more of my own stuff, I'm going to be able to put some more of my own music out. Oh, by the way, I mean, obviously, like Brothers Landry, an incredible band. Yes, um, I've heard of it. Oh, another yes. guy, yeah. Another guy who was awesome. He's in like the whole camp of. He's he's not. Um, oh, yeah, because he played drums in. Uh, what's that? Uh, Snarky Puppy. No, he didn't play in Snarky Puppy? Snarky I Puppy? Can't remember now. Anyway, Theo Katzman is his name. Theo Katzman. Put out a record a couple years ago that absolutely blew my mind. I saw him live. It was incredible. But he's in that whole, like, kind of Corey Wong, like, world, but not so guitar, more songwriting-driven. Okay. An incredible singer. Those are the guys who've been kind of like you know really snapping my girl over the past. Oh, great. Okay. Wow. You oh, just hit oh, us yeah. with a bunch of yeah. awesome Seriously, that was suggestions. Great. Yeah. Well, I don't like Jeez. to you know I, don't, I hate to like end <laughs> the conversation and be like oh I thought of this and like somebody. Might be
1: no, that's oh no, yeah because no, no. we because we love it because like we feel like you know in the music industry today you really need to go out there and find these artists and support these yeah, artists
2: right because there's so, so much there's so much you know, it's like how do you find it what you, do. you know it's yeah. the same thing. you know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so that's well, really I'm talking great. to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's right. D- Dave, we got another question? You got any, something else for Corey?
0: <laughs> well, no, actually, you. I didn't know you were going in there with that question, so that was going to be my question, too. But yeah. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so hit that it segment,
0: is. bands you should be listening to.
1: So, Corey, one more question. Yeah, you, got yeah. the, you got the Novo. What's your other uh, favorite guitar or guitars?
2: Um, it was funny. I had a feeling you guys might ask me.
1: <laughs> you think we're now. into gear a little bit? You Am think right? we like gear?
2: This is yeah. my um this is my 61 Epiphone Casino. Oh, I've seen that guitar yeah, on your easy, channel. Use yeah, 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 so I play yeah. this one a lot. That is yep. beautiful.
1: Uh, oh man, it's beautiful. Yeah.
2: That is a killer guitar. Um I was really into looking for a an ES330, which essentially is a Casino. Mm. Um, and when my friend knew I was look I have a friend that's like kind of a vintage guitar hunter and he found a really cool 330. I didn't have the money for it at the time. And he goes, you're not going to want that. Check this out. He brought that over to my house. And I was like, oh, this is really great. And then like three weeks later, he's like, hey, I got to put a bathroom in my basement. You want to buy that guitar? And I was like, okay. Gave me a smoking deal on it. Let me pay an installment. Wow. And, you know, it's probably one that I won't let go. Um, I have a couple other guitars being built this year that I'm excited about. One is a Josh Williams Mockingbird, which is like a 335. Okay. And, and then, you know, I've worked with Martin as a clinician for seven years or so, and I'm finally getting them to build me a custom.
1: Oh, nice.
2: So, very like nice. Custom 0018 kind of thing.
1: Oh, tri- oh. I was going to ask which kind of model are you going for yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Be,
2: I have a couple fun guitars on them.
1: They're not going to give you that, like, diamond one that they had at NAMM? No. And-
2: <laughs> I did a video on that on my God. Ten- I saw that. I saw oh, that. You? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, boy, that was actually a very cool story. Yeah, so yeah, it a lot, is a lot to that.
1: Yeah, go go check out that guys. If uh, Martin, we talked about this on the pod, but Martin, it was it's diamonds, right? Is that what it is? It is. It's actually yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: it's diamonds um, that sort of mimic a celestial pattern. The yes. celestial sky pattern is the exact star map of the day that CF the first got off the boat into America.
3: Ooh.
1: Um, so there's there all go. this
2: cool like sentimentality attached to it. It's um, really cool. Yeah. Oh, Very cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's it's a cool little piece that they did. And so, yeah, you got video on stuff so well. Go, so they do go that check stuff well. Yeah, see. they really
0: do. Yeah. Wow.
1: That, that's some impressive gear that you got coming down the line there.
3: Yeah, that's going to be
0: fun. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to seeing it. So, Corey, uh, before we uh, wrap, why don't you uh, one more time uh, give uh, give our listeners uh, info on your channel, your socials, all that sure. stuff.
2: So you can find me on my YouTube channel, just Corey Congelio, And then it's the same on all the social networks as well. Um, and then my lesson website that I'd love to have you check out is called workingclassguitar.com. If you can't get there, put the WWW before <laughs> it. Till we get those tech issues figured out. Um, and uh, I have an amazing dear friend who's also my manager for that kind of stuff. And if he can't figure that out, then I don't know what's going on because he can figure anything out. So, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but you'll you'll find it. You'll find it. You can always hit me up. Just Google I'm it. You'll come right. across it. Yeah.
1: You'll just go to Corey's channel and he's got all the links oh, on absolutely. YouTube. I yeah.
0: And you can do That's it. Great. Well,
1: Corey, we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, this has out been great, Corey. Day. Oh, we man, really, my pleasure.
2: Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad you guys found me. <laughs> oh, Mid- yeah. yeah. Tag me on Instagram. I would have never known.
1: Exactly right. It's like, Corey, we're, we're talking about you here. That's one of our strategies, if you haven't noticed. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: no, well, I'll tell you this, though. I'll tell you this, though. You guys have done a really nice job of um, we talked a little bit about everything, and I think that's so yeah. cool for a yeah. listener to get a little yeah. bit of background, a little bit of modern stuff. So kudos thank to you. you, yeah, thank oh, you, thank you. Thank
0: yeah, you, we appreciate it. And we love doing this; has been such a fun. Right we've it. been we've been yeah. doing this for thank about a little you. over a year, and uh, it's been really fun having people on and just talking, you know, music and gear, and just seeing where the where the conversation goes, you know. So yeah, because that's yeah. part
1: of the reason why we started, you know, the one of it's like you know we need to. There's so many awesome uh, bands out there, and we talk to our friends. And mm-hmm. we talk to people online and we're just like, you know, you guys have to hear about these bands, you know, so that's yeah. one of it. And, but the other thing is, like, we just don't think there was enough guitar podcasts talking about the music, right, in yeah. the in the industry and and things yeah. going on that, you know, it's like, yeah, we can talk for an hour about, you know, a new release that Gibson is doing. You know, we, sure. we, we do that as well. We love that, but we really love to just do the whole thing. So glad. Well, thanks for picking up on that,
2: Corey. Appreciate oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. Well, Corey, thank you so much again. Everybody check out Corey's YouTube channel. Check out the website. Um, You will not, if you haven't, if you guys haven't heard of Corey, haven't checked out his website, you're in for a treat on on this. Absolutely. great stuff. Thanks, guys. And and if you want to learn some great guitar skills, then you're going to love this. So.
0: Awesome. So, Dave, what do we think? Well, guys, I think uh, that was, uh, that's a wrap. And that was this week's Guitar Dads podcast. Keep rock alive. Catch everybody on the flip.